You are listening to Feast Radio, bringing God's love and grace on air. Listen to significant and heartfelt messages you can reflect on and pray about. May this message help prepare you to face challenges, follow your dreams, and open yourself up to God's unlimited blessings. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Come on, today I receive all of God's love for me. Today I open myself. Limitless, overflowing. Today I receive. Today I open myself so that I become more like Jesus every day. Today I proclaim that I'm God's beloved. And because I am blessed, I am blessing the world in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's welcome Brother Bo Sanchez. If you think that John Javier did a good job, can you give him a big hand? Thank you, John. <laughs> and thank you, worship team. It is so good. We are so privileged that today we invited someone to share the stage and give a message to you on how to multiply, on how to have multiple income streams because we just ended our series in Genesis last Sunday. And for the next four Sundays, we will be working and focusing on money, finances, bringing that into the Lordship of Jesus. And so your speaker, his name is Rex Mendoza. Are you familiar with him? If I will describe all that he does, it will take 28 minutes. He is the director of 20 plus companies. I have no idea how he does that. Two of those companies are already publicly listed. Globe, Ayala Logistics, probably also know that, that name. Um, he is the founder of Rampver, the biggest distribution of mutual funds in the country. And he is so much more. Um, he is, of course, the husband of a beautiful woman beside him right now, Anna, and three beautiful children. My dear friends, um, he is one of the biggest blessings of my life, and I want you to welcome Rex Mendoza. Good morning. Kindly sit down, please. This is an answered prayer. Prayer Bone knows that I say a prayer every day, more than once. And it has the requests, the asks, the wishes, and the hope. Three of those stanzas I'm going to be sharing with you today because it cuts through what I want to share with you. And the first one goes like this. Lord God, I pray that you bless me with the power to effectively inspire and influence the people who I will have the opportunity to touch so that I can make a massive positive difference in their lives. So when I got this invite, 
to speak on a topic involving thrive. How could I say no? How could I not take this as an opportunity to share with all of you that we can go beyond limitations. We can go beyond all of these that would have limited us. How many of you would like to help brothers, sisters, parents? Raise your hands. Brothers, sisters, oh, we all like to help them. Let's go beyond family and loved ones. How many of you would like to help the needy, the people who ask you for help, even if you don't need them? Raise your hands. The clincher question is, how can we do that if we don't have enough? How can we do that if we ourselves don't have enough? And that's the reason why when we think abundance, when we think thriving, it has to come from God. There has to be an anchor here that He likes us to realize. He likes us to imbibe and embrace. And for that reason, I studied, I seek guidance. And I chanced upon this verse. You know, I, I'm never really too fond of reading the Bible, but when I got close to Brother Bo, <laughs> I forgot to read all the others. You know, I, I, I got to be so focused on my spiritual life that things kind of change, even in the way I do business. So please, can, can you read this with me? Proverbs 10, 4 to 5. Can we flash that on screen? Can we read it together? A slack hand causes poverty, but a hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. We are called to optimize. We are called to do our very best. Next slide is the interpretation of that. For those people who probably would just like to focus on meanings, it says this, optimize because to build, create, and grow is a responsibility. To build, create, and grow is a must. We are all given three big things. One's talent. That's God-given. All of us in this room are talented in many different ways. But that talent has to be brought to what we call a platform of opportunity. Because if your talent is not matched with a platform of opportunity, it doesn't mean anything. Many people are talented to sing. But if you're in a place where it's not valued, you essentially won't learn, earn and get money from it. So that's partially God-given too. However, the third one is only yours. It's only you. It's only yours. It's called effort. So again, talent, platform of opportunity, and effort. Effort comes from you. We have to go beyond 
what we can and optimize because not everyone is given the same thing. As God would have said, what's given to you, you will have to grow because there are others that you need to bless. They weren't as blessed as you. That's why you need to optimize and try to bless them so that God blesses them through you. But you see, wealth creation is very simple. You have read many books on this. You have listened to a lot of people. And sometimes, clearly, three to five steps. One is to enhance your earning potential. Two is to live a lifestyle below your income. And three, accumulate and grow what you can keep. Plain and simple. But easier said than done, right? You know, I'm not so fond about budgeting and cost-cutting. That's, what, that's probably what other people would put across and take ahead. Kaya naging kontrabida na yung Starbucks at milk tea ngayon, di ba? They, they always say, you know, if you just cut down on coffee every day, you're gonna be a millionaire. Right? Sinong nag-cut down sa coffee hanggang ngayon, di pa rin millionaire. <laughs> di ba? Yung kawawang milk tea, naging kontrabida eh. Walang kinalaman yun, right? So, let me tell you, why I come from. Where I come from, I look at optimization on the first step, which is enhancing earning potential. Because when your income is high, you can afford a little bit to spend and still accumulate something after that. So again, budgeting, cost-cutting is important, but it's not my real first step. It's enhancing income. And when you enhance income, you have more to spread around. But income comes from two places. There are two sources of income. Active income and passive income. Active income is when we earn from our personal active participation in a profession or a field of endeavor, or a business. Passive income is derived from income that is generated by our assets and investments. They say that active income is linear income. Why? Because you're the bottleneck. We all have 24 hours a day. If you're going to be paid for your time, you will never be earning enough because you cannot add to the 24 hours. You are going to be that bottleneck. But they say that passive income is exponential income. Because as you build passive income, it never grows lower because it doesn't need you. It doesn't need your participation. So we have to have both. And you see, studies have shown that if you want to be a millionaire in dollar terms, you have to have seven sources of income. How many of you have seven sources of income now? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. 
Is anybody here from the BIR? Maybe that's the reason why no one's raising a hand. I know that some of you are probably shy, but you would probably have that. But I guess for most Filipinos, the answer is really no. And you know why? Because for Filipinos, there is only one income, one avenue for income, and lots of avenues for expenses. Right? We were told, study, do well in class, get a job, get that income, and from there, is a world of horizons in front of you. Diba dapat baliktad? Larger avenues of income, lesser avenues for expenses. That's how you accumulate. That's how you accumulate. But why don't people do this? Why don't people do this? It's because we don't know how. There are only two questions I'm bound to answer here to increase and enhance your income potential. And the first question is this, what do you do with your money? What do you do with your money? I challenge many of you. Think now, think. From the very first day you earned your first income. First day! You earned your first income flow. That first day to today. That very first day to today. How much money went through your hands? This is now the clincher question. Nasana. Nasana. Diba? Ala ala nasela. Anong ginagawa nila? Ano nangyari sa pera nyo? Your money is now doing what we call paranormal activity. Mga pangyayaring hindi maipaliwanag sa pera mo. You know, for that much money that went through your hands, di ba dapat nakapagpundar ka ng kahit ano man? Di ba dapat nakapagtabi ka ng pwedeng kumita para sa'yo? Let me tell you this. If you cannot make money work, you will work for the rest of your life. Always remember that. Money has to work for you. Because if you don't make it start working for you, you will work till the end of your life. But if money works for you, money is the best employee. Works 24 hours a day without complaining. But when money works for you and gives you that exponential burst in income, there will come a time when your passive income becomes greater than your active income. When that happens, guess what? You can stop working. And it's not a function of your age. You can retire at 40, 45, 50. Retirement is not an age. It is a time of emancipation. That's something that not a lot of Filipinos define correctly. We think retirement is an age that hits when you get to 60, when you get to 65. Wrong. Retirement is a time of freedom. If you can afford to retire, who cares if you're 50? But you can work beyond emancipation. You can work even if you have enough. And why is that? Because you want to, not because you have to. 
You work because you're making a difference. You work because you're having fun. That's what we want to do. That's why we want to make money work for us. And I thought, there's nothing biblical about this. Quite frankly, there is. There is. In fact, I even thought, some galing yung seven sources of income. What's that possibility? And I chanced upon this verse. You know, Ecclesiastes 11, 1-2. Ship your grain across the sea. And after many days, you will receive a return. Invest in seven ventures. Diyan pala galing yung seven. Akala ko rule of thumb lang yun eh. Nauna pala yung Bible dun sa seven. In fact, in stretch. Yes, in eight. Baka pwede mo pandagdagan. You do not know what disaster may come upon the land. Again, interpretation. Slide that follows. The interpretation is save and invest. A rainy day will come. Are you ready for that rainy day? What we had is not a rainy day. It was a rainy two years of COVID. And not a lot of Filipinos were ready for it. Not a lot of Filipinos had the emergency funds. But on top of that, you'll have to strive for meaningful abundance because there are other people to help. It's not just you. It's not about your loved ones. It's going beyond that. And if you don't have enough, how can you go beyond? Push your limit. What's your excuse? Eh, sir, hindi ako pwede. I'm already employed. Brother Bo just said that. I'm actually a director and consultant of 19 companies. So that is my earned income. Can we go back to that? Back slide, please. I'd want to show the seven sources of income. There are seven. Can, can we go back? Back to the slides. This, this one. Yes. Seven sources. Earned income limits it's based on you, your active participation. That's a salary for a lot of people. I have 19 streams on that. Profit income is when you do businesses. You start with your own talent of baking, of cooking, sharing this with others, and earning a little bit from it until you grow that enterprise and hire people to leverage and replicate you. Little by little, your time goes lower in terms of participation, but your profit goes higher because you've spread out yourself through others. I have about 12 businesses today, and they're not exactly small. That's on top of the earned income. Three, royalty income. You can write books, songs, or a program that will make you earn continuously. Ang tagal lang namatay ni Freddie Mercury. Hanggang ngayon kumikita pa yung mga kanta niya. Mary Austin, who's the girlfriend, got over $50 million already from the royalty, from the songs that he has written and sung. On top of royalty income, rental income. In a way, I've probably amassed and had 
24 houses, lots, condos to rent out. Before you think you're fascinated with that and amazed with that, Brother Bo and I are in a mastermind group where our real estate guru, guess what? How many units to rent out? Over 750. Can you imagine? May paupahang kang 750 units only in Makati and BGC. Magkano yun buwan-buwan? Kaya naman bakasyon siya six months a year. Diba? Bakasyon siya six months a year. And then you have interest income, dividend income, and capital gains from investments that you can have in companies that can work for you. Why dine in Jollibee and McDonald's if you can own Jollibee and McDonald's? That's the way to do it, right? So if you're going to be looking at my sources of income, wala lang sumbungan sa BIR. It leads you to the answer for my second line, which I put in my prayer on a daily basis. And I'd want to share that with you because I'd want to be able to inspire you to think and pray and hope the same. Lord, please bestow upon me the capability to provide the very best for my family, loved ones, and other people who need me. Through your blessings, let me be able to give them the best of health, wealth, love, and happiness that will make life worth living. If you go beyond your loved ones, if you go beyond yourself, you become unstoppable. You become a blessing of the Lord on earth. Let me move to the next one. The first one was, what do you do with your money? The second one is this, what do you do in your spare time? What do you do in your spare time? Usapang totoo lang. Ang Pinoy, spare time. Gumagasta, kumikita. Gumagasta eh. We spend in our spare time. We're not converting spare time to income generation time. Spare time is what we do to entertain ourselves. And entertainment costs money. It doesn't just waste money. It can actually waste time, which is a better resource. Alam nyo ba? There's a research that shows that the average Filipino would spend time in social media, tele and Korean novellas, three hours a day. Kung hindi ka naka three hours a day, babawiin mo pag weekend. Kaya ang average three hours. Okay? So let me tell you this. Three hours a day. Watch yourself when you binge on this tele and Korean novellas and your Facebook and your Twitter. Alam mo yun? May tinitingnan ka lang, tapos biglang nag-scroll ka na. Ha? Pagtingin mo, isang oras na, di ba? So, parte pa ba ng trabaho mo yan? Three hours a day, seven days a week is 21 hours. 21 hours times 52 weeks in a year is more than half of a year's productive time. That's the very reason that, you know, when I was young, I was able to teach in MBA school. I was able to write for a newspaper. I was able to do many things because I never watched a Korean novella or a telenovela in my life. I've never done that. Dapat makakatapos na ako ng isang episode eh. 
pinigil pa ako ng asawa ko. Kasi yung pinapanood ko, medyo sikat eh. Yung, ha? Ano ba yun? Yung Life of the Married ba yun? Ano yun? Yung medyo controversial eh. So sabi niya, wag mo nang panoorin yan! O, akala ko makakatapos ako ng isang episode na wala pa. So, how much time are you devoting to things that doesn't give you income? And if you can convert that, what will happen? Think about it. If you learn, you earn. How much screen time do you devote to educating yourself to expand your income? Compare that to the amount of time you get to entertain yourself. Ano natutunan natin? Probinsyano? Akala ko magkakaapo na si Ricardo Dalisay. Buhay pa rin eh. Namatay na nga lahat ng mga co-star eh. Di ba? Buhay pa rin. What do we learn from those things? Meron pa ako na balitaan na teleserye, halik. Gusto niyong mapanood ang nagahalikan? But hindi na lang kayo manghalik. Para at least there is a first-hand participation in an emotional exercise. Bakit kailangan kayong manood ng iba? Di ba? Sino nga yun? Si Jericho Rosales. Sabi, konting buhok lang ang pinagkaiba namin. Di ba? If you're gonna ask my wife, I think, I think and believe she'd rather kiss me. Right? Ano natutunan nyo sa mga telenovela? Pag medyo close kayo ng driver nyo, siya pala ang tunay mong ama. Diba? Yung mga natutunan natin. So, magkano kikitain mo dyan? Kuidaw ka, mabait sa'yo ang maid nyo. Baka siya ang tunay mong ina. What do you do in your spare time? And that's the reason why I move you to my third line. And my third line is this. Lord, guide me and help me nurture and grow companies and organizations that will outlive me. Companies and organizations that will continue to serve people pursuing the mission of prospering individuals, families, our country, and the rest of the world. I'd like to be at the forefront of that. And that's the reason why I share this with you. Again, it's all free. This is a QR code that attaches you and links you up to our YouTube channel, our Viber group, our TikTok. Alam nyo, nagtitiktok na rin ako kasi kailangan makasingit ako doon para makatulong doon sa kailangang may matutunan. But I share this with people so that we can move the needle on prospering our country. Because we can never prosper without prosperous individuals and families. We have to be able to do that. Again, I said, enhance your earning potential. I'm not fond of cutting expenses, but you still have to live a lifestyle lower than your income. Accumulate and grow what you can keep. But you see, it doesn't stop there. You have to do it with purpose. And doing it with purpose links me up to this Bible verse again. Proverbs 3, 
9, what does it say? Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops. Siya dapat ang nauuna eh. Ngayon, dahil kulang ka, hindi mo siya pwedeng unahin. Kasi kailangan mauna ka eh. Pag medyo maluwag ka, madali siyang unahin. Dahil yung matitira, sapat. And that's the reason why we have to expand our base so that we can honor and make Him first. Ang Pilipino, pinakamabigat magbigay eh. Kumakalansing eh, ang bigat. Diba? Barye eh. So ano nangyari? Si Lord, residual. Which is actually wrong. He has to be ahead. But for Him to be ahead, you have to be abundant. Tight and give wholeheartedly. He is the source of all that you have. All of it comes from Him. Ladies and gentlemen, I move to the last idea. And the last idea is the fact that you have to enjoy this process. Always anchor everything on what truly matters. Because if you anchor it correctly, you will never have the lack of energy, the lack of willpower, the lack of zest. Because you're having fun. I just celebrated my 60th birthday. And the only person who talked aside from me thanking everybody, of course, was Brother Bo. And Brother Bo somehow touched me with that introduction. You know what he said? Rex lives an end life. It's not an or life. Because that's what I'd like to share with people. That there is no battle between luxury and charity. Satin charity versus luxury. Pag luxurious ka, hindi ka makagiging charitable. Mali. Bakit hindi pwedeng luxury and charity? I can give wholeheartedly. I can help. Pero pwede rin namang naka-Ferrari at Maserati ako, hindi ba? Masama naman pag hindi mo rin na-fulfill ang dreams mo sa tamang panahon. Anong gusto nyo pag nagkaroon kayo ng ganong coaching pangarap nyo? Pinapaarawan na kayo. Tumutulo na ang laway nyo. Nakapirari ka. Binaba ang bubong. Medyo kalbo ka na. Mapupulmonya ka. Gusto nyo yon? Many people say family versus career and business. Why versus? Hindi ba pwedeng family and career? family, and business? I'd want to introduce you to the biggest assets, blessings of my life. Anna, Phoebe, and Roriana, can you please stand up? Wala pong halong biro. I'm a busy person. Yung sa lahat ng sinabi ko sa inyong involvement, that includes commitment. Pero hindi dahilan yan para maging excuse not to have a great family life. Diba? I cherish my wife. 
who happens to be my treasurer also. <laughs> you know, masakit doon eh, di ba? May approvals. You have to be able to get that. Also, why? Employment versus entrepreneurship. Bakit versus? That we want to be business people, but to be business people, we make a shift. No. Doesn't have to be a shift. While you're working for a company, all you need to do is two things. One, disclosure. Magpaalam ka. Second, performance. May sweldo ka pa rin. You have to give value. But when you give disclosure and performance, you can actually deal with your entrepreneurial dreams. Why does it have to be versus? And lastly, lalo na dun sa ating mga parents dito, ano yung isa sa pinaka-irony ng buhay? You do well. You want to give your family the very best. But you have to deprive them too. Why? Because if they're spoiled, they won't learn. Delayed gratification is one of the most important principles you have to give children. But as we do well, better than our parents, we're always tempted to provide and even spoil our children. So providing versus depriving. Bakit hindi pwedeng end? You provide and deprive. Deprive them of what they don't need yet. Deprive them of the things they have to aspire for themselves. And provide the very best of their needs so that they will see you as responsible parents. There are so many ways to thrive. And I hope I shared some with you. Maraming maraming salamat po and blessings always. Another big hand to Rex Mendoza. I love the body of Christ. What do you think? Do you love the body of Christ? The body of Christ? I, I like saying that it's like a typewriter. There's, there's so many keys and each key is important. You know, Rex and I, we're very different. I live in a tiny house. He's got a number of not so tiny houses. My cars are all very functional. They bring me from point A to B. He really has a Ferrari. But you see, both of us are children of God. And both of us are very close friends. You see, we need a Rex Mendoza in the body of Christ as much as you need somebody like me who lives in a tiny house. I'll, I'll tell you why. Simplicity is something that you cannot impose as one universal standard for everyone. I live a simple life. Do you believe that Rex lives a simple life? Ask me how. He has only one Ferrari. He can afford a hundred of them. You, you know what I'm talking about? So, so, so you cannot say this is the standard. No, there, there are many expressions. But the, the thing is between Rex and I is though we are very different, we have one Lord that we worship. And we have one purpose. And so may I invite you to stand up even just briefly
and then extend your hand towards the Word and everybody say, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Today I want to preach the message just to wrap things up. God made you worthy. Everybody say that. God made you worthy. Put your hands over your chest. Everybody say, God made me worthy. Just in case the person is not, beside you is not, is not listening, can you just tell that person, God made you worthy. This talk is a transition from the whole series of Genesis that we just concluded last Sunday and we're entering into the new series. So I want to read again the key passage of the whole book of Genesis. It's 1 verse 27 and let's read together. So God created human beings in His own image. Everybody say that again. Amen. Please be seated. Tell somebody beside you, God will continue to speak to you. You know, this message that God made you worthy, you're from, this speaks to two audiences. And the first one is somebody who in his mind is saying, I'll be worthy on my own terms. On my own, I will be worthy. And to this person, I say, no, God has already made you worthy. I was being interviewed by a journalist and she was enumerating all the achievements that I have. It was an interview and, and she researched and she said, you did this, you did this, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And then she says something that made me smile. She says, Brother Bo, you are a self-made man. And, and I said, ah, no. <laughs> That's self-made man is a character as true as Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. It is fiction. It is fairy tale. I am not a self-made man. I am a God-made man. And you also are a God-made man. Every single one of us. We, we cannot make ourselves. Do I hear a loud amen? amen? And so it is very important that you don't go away from God. Apart from me, Jesus said, you cannot do anything. And so He is the source of wisdom. And so, my dear friends, I say it again. Do not try to take and make your worth out of your own effort alone. Without God, you cannot do anything. There is a second audience that I speak to. When I say God made you worthy, these are the people, and from my pastoral experience of 43 years as a missionary, I would say that this would be a huge number of people who have in their minds a thought on auto-replay and the thought that is being played in their minds constantly is 
I do not deserve. I don't deserve better. These are people who through difficult situations in their lives or parents who did not raise them up well, look down on them. They think that they will only be until here. And they live in their comfort zone. And they do not want to go beyond that. And they're controlled by their fears. And many times what happens is they get stuck there. Because in their hearts, they believe this is their fate. Hanggang dito lang ako. Because of that, they go around because they don't believe they're worthy. They go around and they, they negotiate their worth with the people around them. And they will try to gain acceptance. They will struggle for approval and acceptance of other people. They want people to tell them that they're worthy. But that is a huge mistake. I believe before you leave the house and before you meet people, you should already establish in your heart that your worth is non-negotiable. It was already established by God. Did you hear me? And that God has said from the get-go, from day one, I have made you in my image. You are worthy. I, your God, made you worthy. And when you settle that, Settle that in your heart, that God has made you worthy. You go out and you do not negotiate. It is not open for negotiation. No, you already are made worthy by God. Warning. If you, don't, you, you, you find what you're looking for, so if you are looking for proof of your unworthiness, you're going to find it. You're going to find people who will criticize you, who will not accept you, who will reject you. You can find proof of your unworthiness in the failures of your past. And then it will confirm in your mind, I'm unworthy. You need to go back to God. Because God says, you don't have to do anything. You already are worthy. Once you settle that, you know, when I think about this, I think of this guy. His name is John Levy. And I met him in Butuan. And he told me his story. I just met him last week. We had a huge grand feast there. And he was saying, when I was 19 years old, Brother Bo, I already joined the Charismatic Renewal. And I... I was so happy, like, like, you know, being there, praising God in that prayer meeting. But then he comes from a very poor family. And so he would go home to this house, to his family, 19 years old. And they could not even afford to buy one kilo of rice. So he saw this discrepancy between what 
he was experiencing in the prayer meeting, worshiping God, praising God, raising his hands, and then going home to utter poverty. And then his mom and his dad fighting every single day because of their problems. At the age of 24, he, had his, he said to himself, no, I, I, this doesn't work. God doesn't work. And so he left God, abandoned God, deserted him. And it is true. John was telling me, Brother Bo, nung umalis ako sa Panginoon, my life was destroyed. Totoo yung sinabi ni Jesus, apart from me, you cannot do anything. He got into drugs. And then one day he was with his friend, and his friend was a drug pusher. The police came, got both of them, threw them in jail. For the first six months in prison, he was hoping Hoping and hoping that, you know, the misunderstanding would be cleared. Hindi pala siya drug pusher, yung kaibigan pala niya, but it did not happen. He got stuck in jail. And that's when he hit rock bottom. And how many of you understand this? One of the most beautiful places to meet God is in your rock bottom. And he turned back to God. And he rediscovered God. And he gave himself to God. He was staying in a cell, maybe as small as this stage. He was describing it to me. 30 guys in one cell, this small. And because he fell in love with God again, in prison, he started sharing Jesus to the people around him. And he got one inmate, opened his Bible, and gave him Bible study. And then that inmate invited another inmate, and that inmate, in the, and so he would, he would have Bible studies in the cell, in prison, to those guys, and half of the cell would be listening to him, and he would be preaching to them. The warden found out, and he said, John, go to the next cell and give your Bible study. Every single day, he would go a different cell and preach and preach, and he did this for two long years. And then he was released. When he was released, it was difficult. He told me, Brother Bo, nobody wants to deal with an ex-convict. And, and, and people would reject him and people would not trust him. But there was one place that trusted him. There was one place that gave him a chance. He joined a prayer meeting. And there were some titas who were there. They called themselves the super titas. And, and, and they they put John under their wing, and they gave him a chance, and they helped him start a business. Today, John Levy is a successful entrepreneur. He's got a number of small businesses. That's not all. John Levy is now the feast builder of one of our feasts in Butuan. And I was talking to the super tetas. And I just love talking with them. They're older than John. They're more established in society. They've got their own businesses, you know. And, and, and they said, Brother Bo, namin si John. And they would coach him and they, would, they loved him and, and, and they would correct him if he was wrong. It's just so beautiful. They're like the mothers of the feast. And, and they took care of this John. It was just listening to them. You know, one of the businesses of John is selling eggs. And so the super tetas would say, Kaya, 
suportahan natin yung itlog ng ating feast builder. I, I, I was... Pwedeng English na. Pangit pakinggan. But you know, they, they, they love John. And so John is serving the Lord. The reason why I tell you that story is because how? Okay, God made us worthy. But for what? Everybody ask me that. Worthy for what? In the next verse, you find the answer. In, John, in Genesis 1, 28, it says, let's, let's stand up and let's read this together. Come on. Then God blessed them. So, so, so God made us in His image. He made us worthy. And then the following verse, it says, and God blessed them. So here's the first thing. God made you worthy to be blessed. God made you worthy to be blessed. And, and that's what Rex was talking about. You know, don't, don't say, no, I don't deserve to be better. And, and you'll be living in your little comfort zone. And you won't grow and you won't expand. You won't optimize. But, but God says, no, I, I, I made you worthy. You're going to represent me. You're made in my image. You look like me. And I'm going to send you as my ambassador. And you're going to represent my love, my joy, my, my victory, my majesty to the people around you. You're going to be my comfort to them. You're going to be my provision to them. You're going to be my supply to them. You're going to be my embrace to them. And so... I'm sending you. So don't just be, you know, say, oh, I, I'm until here and I'm going to be, I'm going to limit myself to this. No, no, grow, expand. In fact, you're worthy to be blessed. And, and why? Let's read the verse again. Let's read the verse again. God, then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it. Why? Not only are you worthy to be blessed, you are made worthy by God to bless others. I, I make things very simple. You know, I don't want to complicate things. But the reason why God wants you to grow is because you have more to give. And, and you've heard that from Rex. You've heard that here at the feast, again and again and again, God made you worthy. But God did not only make you worthy, He made your neighbor worthy. He made everyone worthy. He made men and women worthy. He made kings and slaves worthy. He made old people and young people worthy. He made rich people and poor people worthy. Every single person is made in His image of equal dignity. And therefore, that's why we're supposed to be our brother's keeper. Genesis 1.27 is the foundation for all of the verses of the Bible. If you really think about all the stories. And that's why Jesus said, 
whatever you do to the least of my brethren, you do it unto me. And that's why Jesus said, love your neighbor as you love yourself, because everyone is worthy. And so think about it. Stop thinking of yourself, guys. Please stop thinking of yourself. There are so many people that need you. Be the best that you can become. Grow and flourish and create a world of flourishing that will be enough for everyone around you. Amen. Let's pray. Put your hands over your chest. Mean every word. Everybody say, Jesus, thank you for giving yourself to me on the cross. I did not deserve this, but you made me worthy. That you gave your life to me with a high price of your life. And so here I am. Bless me so I can bless others. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Subscribe to Feast Radio and open yourself to God's grace. For more podcasts like these, visit feast.ph slash radio.